Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the first epistle of St. Peter, with this message entitled, The Great Salvation Explained, preached October 30th, 2016. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter, chapter 1, beginning with verse 10. We are going through the epistle of St. Peter, the first epistle. The great salvation explained by the chief apostle St. Peter. The great divine purpose in the history of this fallen world is the creation of God's holy church consisting of all Christ's redeemed people, foreloved, chosen, and predestinated to the glorious great salvation by God the Father. Jesus said, Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Sir, if your names are written in heaven, you will trust in Jesus Christ today. And I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, you repent and believe in Christ and be saved. Purpose of history is not civilization, scientific advancement, and technology. Rise of human philosophies, the rise and fall of nations, development of various religions for people to choose from, or producing great economies. It is that elect sinners be saved by the redemption accomplished by Christ by his death and resurrection and applied by the Holy Spirit. This great salvation is the theme and purpose and goal of history. The Lord of history is Jesus Christ, God's eternal Son, Creator, Redeemer, the only Sovereign and Judge who is given all authority in God's universe. In our text, 1 Peter 1, 10 through 12, Apostle Peter speaks further about our salvation, which he spoke about in verse 5 and verse 9. A salvation we even now experience together with our sufferings. Only when Jesus returns to earth from heaven, we will enjoy our salvation and our inheritance in all its fullness and glory. Two points. The prophecy of this salvation. And the second, the fulfillment of this salvation. The prophecy of this salvation. The Old Testament prophets prophesied by the Spirit, by the Spirit of the Messiah. The birth, life of sufferings, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
prophecy is possible only for the God revealed in the scriptures. Nobody else can prophesy. God who is infinite, personal, triune, eternal, holy, almighty, omniscient, omnipotent, who is just and loving. He knows all things always. There is no past, present, or future in him. He is unchangeable. He knows all things in one view. He cannot sin. He cannot die. So prophets and apostles were able to write scriptures, including prophecies, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. What they wrote are the very words of God, inerrant and infallible. So St. Peter says in Second Peter chapter 1, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament prophets prophesied by the Spirit of Christ in them. St. Paul said the same thing in Romans 8 verse 9, Spirit of Christ. Spirit of Christ is the Holy Spirit who speaks of Christ. John 16, 13 and 14, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Holy Spirit who is sent by Christ. John 15, 26, when the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify of me. You see, when you go to a church, if the pastor doesn't preach the Bible, he has no Spirit of Christ, he is demon-possessed. That is how you know which church you should go. Jesus Christ was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ was given the Spirit without limit to do all the will of the Father, including his accursed death on the cross. So we read in Luke 3, And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And Luke 4, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Sir, God will never preach the gospel to the rich 
He always preaches the gospel to the poor. Saint Luke said, "Blessed are the poor. Your money will not help you to humble yourself and trust in Christ. Your brilliance will not help you to trust in Jesus Christ. Your beauty will not help you to trust in Christ. May God help you to be poor and trust in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation." He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed and so on. And Jesus Christ lived his life and he died on the cross by the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 9:14 you can read my commentary on Hebrews. How much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit through the eternal spirit holy spirit offered himself unblemished to god cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living god spirit of christ in the prophets of the old testament spoke of the messiah who would come in the future to accomplish redemption by his sufferings and glories plural especially by his death and resurrection so in one word saint paul summarizes salvation romans 4:25 he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised up for our justification raised to life Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which is lost he is seeking you today to save you today Jesus Christ came not to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many friends there is no other savior savior of the world because there is no other perfect god man one person in two natures who died for the sins of the elect as our atonement and was raised again and saint peter said salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved the exclusivism of salvation only jesus can give eternal life to every sinner who repent and believe and obey him never separate faith from obedience you don't want to obey him you are not saved old testament prophets prophesied grace that is free salvation based entirely on the perfect righteousness of the messiah jesus christ that would come in the fullness of time in jesus christ alone you find grace and nobody else john chapter 1 verse 14 the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the father full 
of grace and truth. And John 1.16 From the fullness of his grace we have all received pastor's translation grace after grace after grace after grace. And St. Paul says in Titus 2.11 For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men that is Jesus Christ has come. 2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work that you will obey God. 2 Corinthians 12.9 But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. You need grace, nothing more, nothing less. And if you don't believe and obey Jesus Christ, you have no grace. You are graceless, so worthless. A fool who is arrogant. These Old Testament prophets understood that God in due time would send his anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, the prophet, the priest, and the king to save his people, Jews and Gentiles, black and white. All life matters. God so loved the world, sir. And we want to bring distinctions. We are better than somebody else black and white Jews and Gentiles Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman that's the first prophecy about Jesus Christ Genesis 3.15 and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel and Christ By his death, destroyed the devil and destroyed death and delivered us from the fear of death. He is the son of Abraham, he is the son of David, he is virgin son. Genesis 49 10 prophesies about Christ. The scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs and obedience of the nations is his. Not just faith of nations, obedience. He is king of kings and lord of lords. And you don't want to humble yourself before him and ask him to save you? You are arrogant. And don't tell me what school you are going and what grade you are getting and the degrees you have. But if you say, I confessed my sin and I put my trust in Jesus Christ by grace, you are my brother and you are my sister, no matter where you come from. Numbers 24, 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the four heads of Moab, the skulls of all the sons of Sheth. That is speaking about his judgment. He comes to save and he comes to judge. Yes. And don't be arrogant, sir. 
Isaiah 7:14 I wrote about Isaiah therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel virgin that's what Gabriel came and spoke to poor virgin Mary Isaiah 9:6 for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders not in anybody's shoulder he is the lord of all to him is given all authority in heaven and on earth and he commands you sir he commands you to repent and be saved and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace and isaiah 11:1 through 4 a shoot will come up from the stump of jesse and from his roots a branch will bear fruit the spirit of the lord will rest on him the spirit of wisdom understanding counsel and power the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the lord and he will delight in the fear of the lord do you delight in the fear of the lord sir not arrogance sir not pride and isaiah 61 1 through 4 the spirit of the lord is upon me because the lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor the messiah would come to experience sufferings always understand that sufferings first glories second that's the order for him and for you so you read isaiah 52:13 through 53 verse 12 you read psalm 22 it speaks about the sufferings of the messiah it is in jesus christ Psalm says in Psalm 85 verse 10 justice and peace kissed each other that God may be just and justifier of those who believe in him he paid the price for our sin in his sufferings and so saint peter says In 1 Peter 2 he understood this from the Old Testament. 1 Peter 2:22 through 25 he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth when they hurled their insults at him he did not retaliate when he suffered he made no threats instead he entrusted himself to him who judges justly he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds we are healed sufferings and glories to follow after suffering the text says so psalm 2 says this i will proclaim the decree of the lord he said to me you are my son today i have become your father ask of me and i will make the nations your inheritance the ends of the earth your possession you will rule them with an iron scepter you will dash them to pieces like pottery therefore you kings arrogant kings proud kings 
Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. And you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. And blessed are all those who take refuge in him, meaning who trust in him. Sufferings and what's the glories? Resurrection. Isaiah 53 verse 11. Psalm 16 verse 10. And his session. He rules the universe now. Seated on the right hand of God the Father. And sir, he is coming again. He is coming again with great power and glory. And he will raise you up from the dead and cast you to hell. If you don't believe in him. Luke 9 verse 26. If anyone is ashamed of me. That's why you don't want to believe in him. And my word the son of man will be ashamed of him. When he comes in his glory. And in the glory of the father. And of the holy angels. Matthew 24, 30. At that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And you will die in your sins and they will bury you and raise you up when Christ comes to send you to hell. As we are told in the Bible, sir, I believe in Jesus and I believe in the Bible. Not in anybody else. Let God be true and all men, what, sir? Liars. He's coming again, sir. Maybe today. Or today you will die. But the prophets did not know who specifically was the Messiah or the exact time of his coming. They didn't know. Exact time of his coming into the world. They probably expected the Messiah to come during their own lifetime even as the church always expected Christ to come again in power and great glory in the time of each generation of the church. So the prophets began to study their own prophecies and the prophecies of the earlier prophets. They studied, they searched out diligently, they researched, they investigated, and they prayed. They wanted to know the person of the Messiah and the time when he was coming to accomplish redemption for his atoning death. By his atoning death and resurrection. And you go and read Daniel chapter 9. Daniel was researching and studying. Daniel 12, 8 and 9. This is the revelation he got in response to his research. I heard but I did not understand. So I asked my Lord what will be the outcome of all this be? He replied, go your way, Daniel. 
Because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. All Old Testament and New Testament believers were saved by grace. Did you know that sir? Even though Christ did not come in their lifetime, they were saved by grace because the sacrificial system of sacrificing animals pointed to the death of Christ and the redemption by his blood. Hebrews 9.22 In fact the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness, no redemption, no salvation. Hebrews 10.4 Because it is impossible for the blood of the bulls and goats to take away sins. The blood of bulls and goats pointing to Jesus Christ. His blood be shed in the future, in the fullness of time. And so Hebrew writer says in chapter 10 verse 10 And by that we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And here it is. Romans 3, 21 through 26. Listen. But now a righteousness from God apart from the law had been made known to which the law and the prophets testified. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Old Testament, New Testament, they all were saved by Christ's death and resurrection. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. Sins of the elect in the Old Testament. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just And the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. And you see Luke 10, 23 and 24 speaks about this research of the Old Testament prophets. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see What you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, that is the gospel, and did not hear it in its fullness. You remember Simeon, the old man. He was told by the Holy Spirit, you will not die until you see the Messiah. And he is led by the Spirit, he comes to the temple... And there was the Messiah, eight days old, being circumcised. Simeon took him in his hand and prayed, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. That tells you how to die. Seeing Jesus. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Have you seen Jesus, sir? In his sufferings and in his glories. Our Savior and Lord. Point two. The fulfillment of the messianic prophecies. 
these prophets received another revelation from the holy spirit who was in them in response to their earnest study and meditation and prayers the revelation from god was essentially the same as daniel received in daniel 12:8 and 9 i read to you in other words not in your lifetime but in the distant future in the fullness of time the messiah would come to make atonement for all the elect of god they were through their prophecies not ministering to themselves but to the future generations to whom the gospel will be preached the generations of the last days a period of time inaugurated by the first coming of jesus christ which will continue until he comes again we are living in the last days the recipients of peter's letter were also living in the last days residents of pontus galatia cappadocia asia and bithynia old testament prophets their prophecy of christ gracious salvation was fulfilled 400 years after the last old testament prophet malachi the old testament prophets searched diligently they desired to hear the full gospel and see the lord's christ in god's will they were not permitted so the believers who live in these last days are more blessed because we have a fuller understanding of the gospel and st paul tells us what the gospel is 1 Corinthians 15:1 through 4 Now brothers I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you which you received and on which you have taken your stand the gospel is the foundation by this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you otherwise you have believed in vain now the gospel for what I received I passed on to you as of what's their first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures or Romans 4:25 he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification or peter says in first peter 224 we read to you already he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness by his wounds we are saved and saved forever or galatians 44 through 7 but when the time had fully come God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons the same holy spirit who inspired the prophets also inspired the apostles to write the new testament therefore the bible is a unity the whole bible has the same primary author the spirit of christ the subject of the bible do you know what the subject of the bible is it is jesus christ 
and his great salvation for the people of God. I told you already in the introduction, the purpose of history is to create his church. And if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you missed the entire purpose of history. There is no salvation without the sufferings and glories of Jesus Christ. Peter, remember, opposed the death of Jesus on the cross. Jesus rebuked him severely. He tried to rescue Jesus from being arrested. He used his sword to save Jesus from suffering. He denied him three times. He was restored and Peter all of a sudden understood that without Christ's atoning death, Peter could not have been saved. The central importance of the sufferings and glories of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself says this in Luke 24. 44 through 47, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds. May God open your minds to understand what I'm saying. Their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them this is what is written. That Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. Friends, as you hear the gospel preached by Christ's ministers, pastors and teachers. In the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Hear and believe in Jesus Christ. And be saved. Consider yourselves more blessed. Than Old Testament prophets. And the holy angels. The holy angels who eagerly desire to understand. The gospel of Christ's redemption. There was no redemption plan for fallen angels. Even holy angels are ministering spirits for the people of God. Bible says the angels are ministering spirits to the people of God. Hebrews 1.14 Even holy angels are ministering spirits for the people of God. We are the bride of Christ, not not holy angels. Christ loved the church and died for her salvation. Revelation 19, then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. What's the reason? For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Not holy angels. We are the bride of Christ. 
what a great status and dignity he gives to us poor nothings listen to saint paul who was an arch enemy of jesus christ and the gospel he believed old testament prophecies related to christ finally and proved jesus was the christ the savior of the lord listen what he said First Timothy 1 12 through 16 I thank Christ Jesus our Lord brilliant man rich man famous man I thank Christ Jesus who has given me strength that he considered me faithful appointing me to his service even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor of vile and man i was shown mercy because i acted in ignorance and unbelief the grace of our lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in christ jesus here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full accept christ jesus came into the world to save the rich and famous kings and queens sinners sinners Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst every sinner when the holy spirit convicts him he would say i'm the worst and you say i'm the worst and he says i'm the worst but he showed me mercy but for that very reason i was shown mercy so that in me the worst of sinners christ jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life he is still in the business of saving worst sinners friends jesus had to die and jesus had to rise from the dead Martin Lord Jones says this the church is the supreme and highest manifestation of God's handiwork the church is the greatest manifestation of the wisdom of God the holy angels have never seen anything like God's holy church though they have been in the presence of God since their creation if you have trusted in Jesus Christ you are part of God's magnificent creation the church with the glorious future or dwelling with God in eternal happiness so peter says as you come to him the living stone rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him You also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ and you are a chosen people royal priesthood holy nation people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light rejoice church believe in what christ is saying about us friends don't be deceived by false ministers who preach the false gospel 
They say, believe in Jesus. He will make you here and now rich and powerful, healthy and famous without any sufferings. Friends, such people are not preaching the gospel by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Let me read to you who they are and understand it. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 4 For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received or different gospel from the one you received you put up with it easily enough. They are cursed sir. Anathema. Be accursed. And then he says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ, and no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising. Then, if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. Pay attention to the preachers who preach the word of God who preached Jesus Christ and him crucified by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Friends, let me tell you, the way of Christ is also the way of Christians. Sufferings first and followed by glories. Crown of thorns first to be followed by crown of glory. Hebrews 12 Verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfect of our faith, who for the joy set before him, glories that is, endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Everyone who hears the real word will glory in it because I'm preaching about you and about me. Stephen was stoned to death. James was beheaded. Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified. They all went to glory. Listen to Peter who said this before his crucifixion. To the elders among you I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's sufferings and one who will share in the glory to be revealed. Again, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. It is my prayer. May God encourage you by these words and may you put your faith in Jesus Christ and be saved Heavenly Father we pray that you cause your spirit come upon us that those who are outside of Christ may repent and believe in Jesus Christ and those who are believers in Jesus Christ rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory in Jesus name Amen 
Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.